I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from BRX. Today, we're going to revisit a profile of one of my favorite bands of all time. They are the most overlooked group of progressive rock, pioneers of world fusion, and have some of the most exhilarating guitar work ever put down on record. They are Jade Warrior. They're a band that emerged in the earliest days of progressive rock in 1971, and then evolved into an all-instrumental duo, creating multi-layered, almost symphonic works. I've got a great profile with them from an interview I did back in the 1980s. Before we get to that, I have a great album to tell you about. It's called Shimmer by Kevin Keller. Keller is a leading exponent of ambient chamber music and he creates a kinetic ride of vintage synths and pianos on an album of minimalist melodies and rhythmic drive. It's a recording designed to conjure up the sound of dreams and memories. It's also the Echo CD of the Month for October. You can read my review of it at echoes.org. Get your dreams going with Kevin Keller's Shimmer. It is available on CD, download, and limited edition vinyl at kevinkeller.com. That's kevinkeller.com. And now, raise your samurai sword for Jade Warrior. With their albums, Floating World, Waves, Kites, and Way of the Sun, released between 1974 and 78, Jade Warrior put out the most perfect quartet of recordings. They fuse global percussion and melodies with searing electric guitar and flute choirs, creating a global orchestra. Initially a power trio with arty ambitions, guitarist Tony Duig and flutist-percussionist John Field reinvented themselves in 74 with Floating World. Back in 1985, I talked to Jade Warrior for the radio series Totally Wired, and it remains one of our favorite and most memorable interviews. Guitarist Tony Duick, he died five years later, and despite a few attempts by John Field to keep the name going, Jade Warrior effectively stopped. Gone and nearly forgotten, but not by me. Kimberly Haas takes us back to the glory days of Jade Warrior. In 1985, we visited Jade Warrior at Tony Duig's home, a 15th century thatched roof cottage in the Rolling Hills in the west of England. We crowded into his backyard studio, which looked like a gypsy wagon without wheels. Wind howled through its planks and whistled amongst a clutter of gongs, flutes, kungas, guitars, synthesizers, and recording equipment. You hear the wind howling? The setting was quite a contrast to the pristine and exotic music Jade Warrior had been creating in the 1970s and 80s. From the beginning, they had an obsessive interest in the cultures of Japan and Asia and the paradoxes of Zen. They take their name from Japanese samurai, John Field. We don't play Japanese music. We're both very influenced by different aspects of Japan, especially with me. But my interest is more visually and in the myths and legends and, and so I find, uh, and the poetry. I like that very much. It was Japanese swordsmanship that inspired Tony Dewey. Lots of moments in our albums since then have 
been used to illustrate that moment, the difference between the poised sword versus the actual sword stroke. So I think in that moment you have the completely calm plateau, ideally, of before the stroke versus the intense violence of the stroke. Ideal sword play in that instance would be completely selfless chord stroke, complete, utter dissolving of the self. Then the stroke itself is undeniably a physical thing. You can tell from that bit of guitar aggression that Jade Warrior started out as a rock band. John Field remembered meeting Tony Dewey. When I met him, uh, was we were, were I didn't play anything, but had a great bunch of jazz records. He played uh, three chords on certain Shadows numbers and wasn't in a band. And we were forklift truck drivers when I first met him in a factory. And what happened was that we used to get together and, and Tony used to play his guitar and I used to bang around on bits of wood until I got a conga drum. Just doing our own music, which was nothing at all like the pop music of the day. They recorded as a psychedelic group called July and then formed Jade Warrior. They put out three albums in the very early 1970s and were primarily a power trio with vocals. But they were already showing signs of their more mature sound. Jade Warrior were dropped from their label and ready to call it quits when Steve Winwood suggested that Chris Blackwell sign them to his Island Records label. It was the home to Bob Marley, Brian Eno, and King Crimson. Jade Warrior dropped the singer and in the spirit of Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells, transformed themselves into a studio orchestra. They recorded their quartet of signature albums, which began with 1974's Floating World and ended with Way of the Sun in 1978. There were no computers for music. Instead, they used the tape recorder as another instrument. It's very plastic medium, tape, and we that's our business, and we like to use it in that way. Speeding up, slowing down, slowing down what after you've hit a gong. Or, mm. We so always made can't... it our business to use the studio to the full. Mm. We're not advertising a band playing live. You've We're got to do what music. we do when there was only two of us, you see. Otherwise, it'd just be one guitar and one flute. Yeah. Well, that's nice, but... <laughs> it's you know. a bit wearing on the fifth yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So we do 28 flutes and 15 mm. guitars. He isn't joking. Jade Warrior records are like symphonies for electric guitars, flutes and percussion. No, on Way of the Sun, for example, on the title track, Way of the Sun, um, da, da, de, da, de, da, de, da, that was played on, it was 12, wasn't it, John? We, it was six parts and two guitars to each part. So it was quite literally 12 guitars playing the tune.
Jade Warrior went to exorbitant lengths to get the sounds they wanted, like having engineer Mick Glossop record Tony Duick's guitar outside in a field. Poor old Mick Glossop. Had to cart those speakers miles, you know. Yeah. I had a little pig this. nose strapped around my belt. I was standing in the middle of a field like this in, in night time, wasn't it? Yeah. Trying to, trying not to be frozen cold, doing something on waves, you know. I was, yeah. waiting, I was in this sea thing. Bloody wind was happening. Not because we wanted any technical thing, yeah. but because we yeah. were after that sound. It's that kind of attention to detail that attracted record entrepreneur Chris Blackwell. I loved them. I loved, I loved the... Uh, perspective they got in their music. They would have things very quiet sounding, you know, like it was coming over the mountain in the distance. And I loved, I loved their music. and studio gymnastics made them sound like an electric orchestra. What they actually wanted was a real orchestra and hundred-voice choir to perform Duick's symphonic fantasy that he called the epic. In the meantime, they just did it themselves. Tony Duick, speaking in 1985. What we really need is an 80-piece orchestra made up of me and him, cloned. That would be the happiest, but I want to do it. I want something to say and I want to say it. So I will have an orchestra, lovely, but I want to be the orchestra as well, if possible. But I know I can't be, so the second best is I'll have the orchestra. Well, worse than that, we haven't got the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worse than that. <laughs> Jade Warrior never got the orchestra. After their glorious Asian quartet, they released a couple of albums, and then Tony Dewing passed away suddenly from a heart attack in 1990. Those four CDs, Floating World, Waves, Kites, and Way of the Sun, were recently reissued. For Echoes, I'm Kimberly Haas. What a great band, and also just two wonderful guys, and I definitely miss Tony Duig. On the posting for this podcast, I've got a list of all the core Jade Warrior albums, although most are very much out of print, but they are mostly up on Spotify. I'm John DiLiberto. I'll see you next week when we talk with a pioneer of world fusion, Stefan Mikas. He plays instruments from around the globe, as well as stones and flower pots. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight, on the radio somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online, right now, or whenever you want. Thank you.